We believe in Carolina basketball. It's a very special edition uh, of this show. We're new. Uh, I'm Graham Bum, former Division One college point guard. I got my my brother from another brother-in-law, Mr. Zach Talitsky, UNC alum, all-around good guy. And uh, I, the word legend gets tossed around a lot. In, in my book, the gentleman that's joining us tonight is a legend in my book. I love him. Um, we've got we've got our paths in, in our life. Have, our circles have touched one another. Uh, he is a legend in our hometown, Shawan Robinson, former Clemson standout. And uh, I, I'll be honest with you. I slept on. I knew you were a really good player because obviously you're from Raleigh and I was proud of you. I do. I need to give you more flowers and credit. I was talking to my brother. I was like, Shawan was really really good at basketball and a really good college player. Uh, Shawan Robinson joining us. Clemson Tiger, welcome to the show, brother. Hey, thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. I, I put this on for you, by the way. Uh, this okay. is my high no, I got, school I got uniform. old Lisa one in the closet. I wish I would have known. <laughs> and this is the biggest T-shirt that I could get into because some of the, the photos that I pull up of you playing, you wore the – to be a shooter, you wore the biggest T-shirt I've ever seen for anybody that played college basketball. You got to give me the story behind that. It just was comfort. Um, I started when I was 10, 11 years old. I was scrawny. I felt like I, I didn't look big enough, so I threw the T-shirt on and – you know, to this day, I, I won't hoop without a – now it's a long sleeve T-shirt because I'm old, but I won't play without one. Yeah, well, uh, you were a hell of a player, man, and we can't say enough just having you on. We were really pumped, and this is something that we've just started, and we've got some some great guests that are going to come and do the show. Uh, and you're right there at the top of the list, man. Just, you know, led the team in scoring your senior year. You were second in team in scoring, you know, Sophomore and junior year, you gave Carolina fits, and you know we got a big game coming up. I I, I know that you're very busy. You're a very successful uh, high school basketball coach. Saturday's a big game for the Clemson Tigers. Have you been paying attention to the season? Are you you looking forward to the game? And and what was it like in your time gearing up for Carolina? Because you had some pretty big games against Carolina. Yeah, nah, um, you know you always wanted to play against the. You know you feel like they passed up on you. Um, you know they recruit at a different level. Um, you know, they, they had a lot of guys that I played against. Um, I haven't paid attention to the Clemson season. We're not something in two. I know we lost to Memphis and we lost last night to, uh, to Miami. Um, but I think that coach Brownell is doing a great job. He's got one of my former players down there as a GA. Um, so he gets to, you know, I get some gear every now and then. Uh, so I go. get to still rep my Tigers, but I, I think they're doing a fabulous job. Uh, as far as when I was there, Ooh, did it just go away? No, you're here. We got you. We got you. All right. Um, uh, as far as when I played, I always geared up, you know, for, for the Tar Heels. Uh, I think my best game against them was my sophomore year. It was a noon game. I'll never forget. My back was hurting. You know, I was worried about, you know, how I was feeling going into the game um, and probably had one of my best games in the Clemson uniform that day, and we were able to, to pull off the upset against the top 20 Carolina team. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, I, I can't say it enough, but I remember, and again, like I said, I got, I played in the same high school conference. I think, I, I think your dad was the, the head coach at Leesville when I was playing. So I played against your yeah. dad. Uh, love your mm -hmm. dad. He, he coached at App State. He's a legend in Boone, North Carolina, and, you know, uh, an incredible basketball player in his own right. 
But I remember you having a really good game against Carolina, I think, in the ACC tournament. Did you not uh, match up with with Carolina? I think we got it done as far as, you know, we being Carolina. But I remember you playing really, really well in the ACC tournament versus Carolina. Yes. So my junior year was at the MCI Center. We had beat Maryland in the first round. I had a really good game against Maryland. Um, and then I looked it up. It was like 26 points. Really good. It was like 26. He was rolling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, we beat John Gilchrist and Nick Cannamale in the Terrapins. And then uh, we had Carolina at noon. They were the number one seed. Uh, and I just went off in the first half. I think I had 15 or 17 in the first half. Um, and we were winning most of the game. I want to say we were up like 13 with eight minutes left. And then Raymond Felton showed us why he was who he was. Um, and he just went nuts in the last eight minutes. I believe we ended up losing by five or six. Um, one of the harder, one of the tougher losses, because I do know that, you know, we win that game is one of the bigger upsets and bigger wins in Clemson history. Um, but, you know, that, that was a great time. I was fortunate enough to be, you know, make the all ACC tournament team, which is something that, you know, not a lot of people get to say they've done. Uh, but yeah, no, yeah. I, gave, I, I enjoyed giving Carolina fits. Um, yeah, yeah, I enjoyed it. Shawana, I read that you were an academic all ACC all four seasons. Is that right? Yes, sir. Um, academic ICC school kind of always came easy to me. Um, it was something my, both my parents are teachers um, and it was just something that came easy. I made sure I got my books done and, and it, I really didn't get I didn't get my books done because I cared about the books. I got my books done. But I wanted to, to make sure I could give myself every opportunity to play basketball. Man, that's awesome. That what was awesome. it like? What What's the because I got a chance to play. I missed you by one year. We played, I was at App State, mm -hmm. we played at Clemson my junior year, um, and then you came in. My senior year was your freshman year, and it was it was really cool. Uh, we It was a pretty close game. We ended up losing by eight, I think, uh, but it was, you know, the last two minutes, it was pretty nip and tuck. Your boy had double figures. Just saying. I'm just throwing it out there. Just putting it out there. Uh, but what was it yeah. like playing down there? Because I remember the, the scene being crazy. Like, I felt like the student section was great. Uh, I felt like the support was there. Like, what did you enjoy your experience playing? Uh, home games, big noon, you know, the Carolina, I'm sure the atmosphere is going to be nuts on Saturday, but what was your experience? Um, nah, Little John, Little John got to rocking. Uh, it was, you know, big games, ACC games. You'd have somebody's grandma cursing you out. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's definitely, definitely, definitely a great atmosphere. Um, you know, there's nothing like winning, you know, like when it, people don't realize how hard it is to win college basketball games. And, you know, for, uh, throughout my time, I want to say I've looked back at it. Maybe I was 500 over, over, you know, my four years. But winning a college basketball game is hard. And, you know, winning in the ACC is hard. But there was nothing like, you know, being being at home in Little John and, and making shots and, you know, not even being able to hear yourself think. Um, I think, you know, when I fell in love with Clemson, my, it was the year, my senior year of high school, we beat, I think Carolina was ranked number one in the country. They had Joe, Joe, uh, Joe Forte, and I remember Stockman and, and Chris Hobbs being freshmen and going down there um, and, you know, being at home and, and just seeing how the fans reacted to that win. You know, I, I knew I had made the right choice. Yeah, I, that had to be very special for Chris Hobbs because if I'm not mistaken, he's a Chapel Hill guy. I think he went to high school in Chapel Hill. Yeah, he went to school. He went to yeah, he went to East Chapel Hill. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they they won a state title uh, my senior year. We end up losing. Yeah, he led, and he led that. Yeah, he a state championship. Yeah. 
Yeah, very, very. Uh, mm-hmm. Which is held. Yeah, he the led them. Zone, I nice. think he was a freshman you, at the time. You made the state championship game as well, didn't you? Didn't you guys make the state title game? Your high school team was loaded. I was bragging on you guys to Zach. Yeah, we uh, we made the state championship game as, as a player. I made it as a coach as well. I'm still oh, winless man. in the Dean Dome as, as far as that goes. <laughs> but, uh, you know, just me pers- personally. Uh, but, yeah. Yeah, I hope so. Uh, we lost in uh, my my junior year in the state championship game. I played along, you know, DJ Thompson, the fellow App State guy. I played yeah. with um, Anthony Richardson, was a McDonald's All-American, played at Florida State, um, and, you know, a couple other guys that, you know, a little bit under the radar, but we were we were very, very good. Very yeah. good. And uh, then I two years ago, 2022. Yeah, and then 2022, I was – we. My players helped bring me back to the brink. Uh, we, we lost to Weddington in the state championship game, but it's it was awesome to be there as a player and as a coach. Yeah, well, I think it goes without saying. I'm gonna say it anyway. You're a winner, and I'm very, very proud of you. I would not put this tight ass jersey on for just anybody. I'll put it on for you. I cannot thank you <laughs> well, enough for coming it. on here, man. Hey, give us some uh, pr- predictions, and then Zach, I'm gonna let you jump in here. But like, give us some predictions. What do you think is gonna happen on Saturday? How you feeling? Uh, I, th- I think we win by like seven. Uh, I think we got a veteran group. PJ Hall is going to dominate the paint, um, and I'm looking forward to see what you know the junkyard dog Ian, Ian Shefflin does. Uh, you know our guard play is good, so I think we got a chance. We got a veteran group. I know Carolina's kind of, you know, they're kind of young and old. You know, a bunch of new faces. So I, I think their first time in in, in uh, Little John, they they leave with a, a six point loss. All right. All right. Zach, I'll defer to you, man. Hop in there. Yeah, I uh, yeah, I had not watched Clemson, and I was trying to trying to scout a little bit. So I watched some of the Miami game last night, and uh, I was really impressed with uh, with Shefflin. I didn't realize his nickname was the Junkyard Dog, but I can see how uh, how he earned that. Um, I think that's going to be a really interesting matchup with him and Ingram. I assume they're going to go head to head. You know, Shefflin seems a little bit more like the traditional four. I think he's averaging like 10 boards a game, three or four offensive boards a game. You know, Ingram likes to be a little bit more of a perimeter guy. Um, so sort of who can get the advantage in that in that matchup, I think, will be interesting to watch. And, of course, uh, P.J. Hall and, and, and Baycott could be, could be pretty epic. But um, hopefully the refs kind of stay out of the way a little bit. You know, I, I feel like uh, – you know, I'd like to see those guys on the floor battling. I hope like somebody doesn't pick up two cheap ones early and has to has to sit or something. You know, it'd be nice to see them going at it for thirty five minutes. Yeah, Shawan, are you able to stay like because you're you're so busy with with your own team and and obviously having incredible success in your own coaching career? Are you able to stay kind of attached to the program in any shape or form? Like, are you able to make any kind of games? Because I know you know it's got to be tough. It's overlapping for you. Yeah, um, it is tough to make games. I try to make games when they come to the triangle, um, but I'm I'm pretty attached. I took uh, to, uh, check in with AJ Morris, who's who played for me at Panther Creek, who's now a GA down there. Uh, I touch base with him, and he kind of just gives me, you know, you know, check on what's going on down there. Um, Coach Bender has recruited a couple of our guys. You know, I had a guy that was at Carolina Latin the past two yeah. years, so um, you know, I'm just able to stay in touch with you know. You know, with the guys that have played for me, and and keep keep a temperature on on what's going on. Yeah, yeah. He's he's at Hawaii now, right? How's he doing? Is he doing all right? 
He's at Hawaii. He's averaging double figures. Uh, he's think second nice. in rebounds. I got two guys at Hawaii. Uh, another one by the name of Juan Munoz, who's in his eighth year of eligibility. He's been had some unfortunate injuries, but it's good to see those guys battling on the, on the court together. Yeah, I got a chance to play at Hawaii my freshman year when I was playing at Bowling Green, uh, and I highly recommend anybody signing at Hawaii. That was awesome. <laughs> I was like, yeah. And the yeah. arena's great there. They've got a great arena there. Uh, I mean, you're in Hawaii, mm -hmm. but then also the facilities were really cool. So uh, we wish him the best, and, and that's really, really cool. Wish you the best. And unfortunately, this is where we part ways. I kind of hope you guys lose. Okay. I'm not going to make apologies. Okay. But uh, I am still – and will always be. And then shout out, you you mentioned DJ uh, earlier. DJ, if you ever happen to see this, even though you erased me from any memory at Appalachian State, I love you. I'm proud of you. And you're definitely the best number 11 to play at Appalachian State. And I'm okay saying that. Hey, I got a question for you guys. Uh, I don't get to talk to two D1 athletes that often. And so I'm, I'm curious about something. So, you know, Carolina just fired uh, Gene, Gene Chizik. Um, so it got me thinking a little bit about, you know, football versus basketball coaches and the staff and how the staff are treated. And uh, I think like most even like somewhat casual football fans, like know the offensive coordinator and the defensive coordinator for their teams. But like, I don't really know just as a basketball fan, like how the staff, get set up and like what the different roles are uh, for a typical like D1 college basketball staff? Like would, would Clemson or North Carolina typically have a defensive coordinator and an offensive coordinator or, or how are those roles assigned? Um, and I guess both of you guys played under multiple coaches, I think, and, and maybe different coaches have different philosophies. Um, but I just love to hear kind of I feel like it gets talked about a lot less in basketball than it does in football. Like in football, if your offense is struggling, I mean, we got to fire the coordinator. Yeah, we got to get a new scheme in here. But in, in, in basketball, I feel like it doesn't it doesn't get talked about the same way. So I, I, I was just sort of curious uh, how staffs are constructed and what the roles are. Yeah, I'll let Shawan take that. I'd love to hear your your POV because uh, Shawan's been on both sides of the ball for that. Yeah, I think. Um... College staffs are constructed when, when a guy is promoted or gets a college job. It's way more about, you know, he's going to find guys that he's comfortable with, guys that he trusts. Um, I think on a typical staff, you have your your head coach, obviously. Um, a lot of times he's the personality. Um, obviously, he knows his basketball. He knows what he wants. He knows how he wants it structured. And then typically there's an X and O's guy, you know, one or two X and O's guy. Guys that that really break down film can and you know can put the guys in the most successful situations, and then you'll have one or two recruiters or relationships guys. Um, and I think you know the the every staff that you look at will be broke down in some sort of way like that because the X's and O's don't mean anything unless you got the players. And you know if you have a bunch of talented guys without somebody who can break down the X's and O's, um, then then it's tough. I've been I've sat in on some recruiting calls with with my guys, um, you know, as they were trying to choose their college destinations. And the ones that I that seem to struggle the most is like when the head coach doesn't have a whole lot of personality. Um, and then I've sat on some calls where, you know, I could tell that my guys were putty in the whoever was talking to them hand. So, I mean, I think the most important thing is, is getting guys in um, as far as guys getting fired and hired, I think. At that level, they make so much money. That's what they're there for. They're there to get 
fired or promoted. Um, nobody, unless you're the head coach at Carolina or Kansas or, or, you know, or Duke, you know, it's not a, you know, for the most part, it's not a, I'm going to be here forever. It's a, it's a, I'm going to be here until, until I can get a better job or until, you know, they can buy me out. So it's not a bad gig if you can, if you can endure the lifestyle. Yeah. Very well said. Uh, one more question before you go, just because I'm I'm super interested. Uh, I got a chance to play at at some pretty cool venues when I was in college, and nothing in comparison to what I would imagine that you were able to experience. Because unfortunately, you were just a better player than me. Um, but <laughs> what was one of, or what were some of your favorite venues or places to play when you were at Clemson? Besides Clemson, because I, I would imagine, like you said, it was rocking when you were there, and you had you had great success there. But like, what were some of the the teams that you just really enjoy playing there. I saw someone came out with a list of like the top five college basketball venues the other day. And, and um, I agreed with all of them, but I, there's gotta be so many, like we got to play uh, against Dwayne Wade at Marquette. And we did play Carolina when I was uh, a transfer, which was really cool. And I got to play at little John. There was, I got to play at assembly hall against Bob Knight. That was also pretty, really, really cool for me. Uh, what about yourself? Sleep on the Athens. Come on now. I, I did. Hey, I your boy had nineteen at Athens. <laughs> I know you did. Georgia. I was there. <laughs> That's right. Hey, I, I did all right. <laughs> um, I think for me, I grew up an ACC kid. My dad played for Bobby Crimmins, so for me, it was nothing like. I mean, there was nothing comparable to being a little kid at Georgia Tech basketball camp, and then you know, being on that stage and that in the Thriller Dome. They didn't have the new um, the arena. I don't know what it's called now. Right, uh, McCamish, yeah. I think. They didn't have that. Um, and then as a kid, also, my cousin played at UVA. So being able to, you know, grow up being at his games and then playing in, you know, at, you know, at the Virginia, you know, home games, yeah. home site. Um, but of course, um, the Dean Dome, you know, Coach Purnell would make us, you know, if we walked in, we couldn't, you know, you had to act like it was business as usual. And it should have been, you know, guys, we didn't have phones, you know, camera phones back then. So I don't know what it would have looked like. And of course, Duke. Yeah. Um, but I think my yeah. favorite place to play on the road, probably Maryland. I really? Just, I enjoyed Maryland. Um, their fan, yeah. Yeah. Their fans were crazy. And I think we got them the last two times that I was up there. So it was nice to to, to leave to a, a quiet home crowd. Oh, man. That's awesome. Well, hey, man, I can't thank you enough. Super cool to talk to you. Uh, I hope that I'm sending you a text, a very respectful handshaking text on Saturday. Uh, we wish you all the best in all that you do. Uh, we'd love to have you back okay. sometime if, if we have to match up in, in the tournament or uh, down the road. Uh, you got an open door invitation anytime you want to come here, man. We love you. We appreciate you. And, and again, I couldn't be more proud of the player that you ended up being. Uh, it's really cool to, to be attached to you a little bit just because we're from Raleigh and, and uh, you were kind enough to include me in some summer runs with P.J. Tucker and a bunch of other guys. You were like, yeah, let's – we need a guy to pass us the ball. We bring this kid in here. Let me do it. So I appreciate you letting me come in there and mix it up with those guys. It it, it gave me some really cool stories, man. Uh, for sure. And before I go, man, I just want to thank you. You are somebody that, you know, you are a few years older than me. And, you know, hearing you, know, you were being recruited, you know, you were somebody that I followed and looked up to. And, you know, you get to a point where, you're, you're like, your idols become your rivals. Um, you know, being able to step on the court and compete with you, you know, as, as a youth was – was amazing. So, you know, hats off to you as well. Um, and, you know, you, I keep up with you now, you know, Instagram from afar. So I mean, you're doing big sure. things and, you know, I hope you continue to do them. 
Well, you're the man, and honestly, you're too nice for your own good. I I'm pretty sure that you were a better player than me in high school than I was in college, but <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> I did. I was an overachiever. I'll take you it. Were, I'll take it. You were a, a very special player, and it's really cool to have you on, man. You're the man. Thanks so much, buddy. Please give your family our best, and uh, we wish right, you Thank you. Thank you, guys. Nice to meet you. Yep. Nice to meet you, Schwab. I love that guy. I appreciate man, it. Man, that's awesome. Nice to meet See you, you buddy. Have a good one. Hey, man, Shawan Robinson, Clemson. Uh, yeah, man, super cool just to get, you know, former players to come on and, and talk. And, and that guy, like, it's super special for me just because he's from my hometown. I competed against his dad. And, um, yeah, dude, I, like, looking up his stats and seeing some of the games that he had, I mean, there's, there's 26, 24, led the team in scoring, you know, senior year, and just uh, very, very, very special. Yeah, I mean, great shooter, right? 91% from the free throw line, 38% three-point shooter. By the way, I looked up your three-point shooting percentage at App because I was curious. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Four, yeah. four, five. Yeah. yeah Over I two was, seasons. I was legit. I was, Come on, man. I was 50% one year, one of those years. <laughs> um, I should have shot more. You uh, should have you know, shot but, more, man, playing in the uh, wrong era. There was my mom and and bless her heart. Like, they will get into my mom. I think sent a letter one time. Was like with all the analytics before analytics were cool. Was like, look how much this dude's scoring per minute. Play him. <laughs> like I'm like, I think my coach showed it to me. He was like, it's kind of weird that I got this, but it's it's kind of makes sense. I'm you know we're gonna, we're gonna we're gonna rock with you a little bit. I was like, yeah, come on, man. It, I I had to like beg my coaches to just let me off the chain a little bit, and uh, I'm I'm very proud of what I was able to accomplish. And thank you for for mentioning that because I am I'm very proud that I was very efficient with uh, my shot attempts and with my my percentages. I, I I never felt like I was a detriment to the team. Oh no, man! If you shoot four four five now, they make you shoot every time. Yeah, I, I think I'd make a lot more money now because I think my <laughs> skill set was uh, tailor made for this age. I mean, you know, there was a couple games. I think we played at University of Tennessee Chattanooga, and I was six of seven from three. And I remember our coach. I actually hit a three to put put us up four. I think to like close the game out with like ten seconds left or something. Um, shot clock was going down, and that's not a humble brag. The only reason I bring that up is because. I was at halftime, I think I was four or four from three. And I remember my coach saying, hey, don't fall in love with the three. <laughs> so then I was like, oh, all right. So maybe I shouldn't shoot threes. You know what I mean? Like it got in my mind of like, oh, okay, well, I've shot enough. I've, I've already shot. I've already made four. I shouldn't shoot anymore. And like, he didn't mean it that way. He was just trying to say, hey, you know, don't fall in love with it. Make sure you're still doing, getting everybody involved. Nowadays, you're four for four at halftime. They're like, hey, man, we got it. You got to get up five or six more. And <laughs> You know, so it's just a different it's a different game. Yeah, I think we we might need to add a segment on things that don't make sense. Yeah, <laughs> because yeah. that was one in that era. Looking back, it's like so obvious that it just didn't make any sense. And, and of course, the game's changed you know a ton as people have analyzed it and realized three is worth more than two. Um, but I think there's still other things in basketball that, that don't make sense to me. So it'd be fun to talk about some of those and see if we can get them right. Yeah. Well, looking back on it, you know who was ahead of his time. I'm, I'm going to give you a guess. He uh, he was an ACC head coach, and he his whole thing was, let's get threes up. Let's get threes up. And it was like way before the age of analytics and way before teams were shooting 25 to 32 threes a game. Uh, I'll give you one guess. 
Well, I mean, so so this may be not what you're thinking, but the one I remember is the 83 um, NC State team with Valvano, you know, because that was the year the ACC experimented with the three-point shot. And if you remember, it was shorter than the top of the key. Yeah, it cut the it cut the top of the key off at the top. Yeah, yeah. Now you yeah you, know, you go back and you watch highlights from that ACC championship run that that State had, and like, I mean Terry Gannon shooting like a mid range jump shot that counts three points. You know, and they yeah. uh, well they needed it to beat Ralph Sampson in Virginia. Like you you weren't going inside. They, they no, were like, we got to figure no. something out to make these games entertaining. Yeah, and Carolina had Brad Doherty and. Um, and then everybody thought, well, that was sort of a fluky run, and then they get an NCAA tournament. An NCAA tournament did not have the three-point shot yet in 83. Right. right. And so, you know, people didn't really give State a chance, um, you know, which which makes that 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 run all the more incredible because they didn't have the three. But that's the one that comes to mind for me first. Mm-hmm. Um, well, to piggyback that, it was Les Robinson. Do you remember him at NC State with, like, yeah, Jeremy yeah. Hyatt and all those Ishua Benjamin like his whole thing was let's get threes up, let's get threes up. And, you know, it didn't work out for him because I don't think he like in, in, in theory, yes, that is obviously where the game was trending. I don't think they recruited the players that fit that mold necessarily. You know what I mean? Um, But yeah, uh, you know, Shawan, great shooter. I think one of the reasons, you know, you brought up, I was, I was a, a decent three point shooter which is why I harp on Carmack Ryan's percentage as a fifth year or six year senior. He can't shoot 30% from three. It's like drives me crazy. You know, it's just, that's one of the few things that I feel I'm not that I'm, you got to be qualified to make, you know, observations about somebody's shooting percentage, but I look at the type of looks he gets and I know what kind of shooter he is. I've seen him shoot. I know he can shoot better. I don't know what the disconnect is. And I think you're right. I think it will regress to the mean and, and it will lift up. It's just driving me nuts right now because uh, he's getting great looks. And as a good shooter, you make those shots. You know, it's like I, I look at that and I see myself like, oh, man, I can make that shot. And in my defense a little bit, I was taking threes off the bounce. He's getting kickout threes. So that's why I get a little I'm like, oh, man, make that. You know, you got to make that. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't understand it either. You'd think, uh, you know, given his experience level, you know, he it's not like um, he's a young guy, and so he's he's, uh, you know, struggling with confidence or any of those things. So again, that, that it gives me some confidence that it's going to return. But but yeah, you're right. Like we, it's got to get up around you know thirty five percent. Yeah. All right. Well, um, keys to the game, man. I, I think we we talked about it. You know, I wanted to make sure, and I, I felt bad. So, apologies to anybody that's watching this that felt like there was a delay. I, I'm I'm new to this, so I'm learning. There was you know a crazy delay with Shawan's answers, and and that made it challenging in some regards. So, if you're watching this and felt like it was choppy, you know we're working the kinks out. Um, but it was really really cool to have him on, and again, somebody that's been in that rivalry, someone that understands what it's like going into that game and this one is huge. I mean this honestly at the end of the day this could play a major factor at who wins the ACC. You know what I mean? Like it's if we go in there and we steal one on their home floor, um that's going to be massive down the road. And definitely for our NCAA resume when it comes to March Madness. But if you had some keys to the game, how are you feeling about the game? You know, what are your thoughts any and all of the above? Yeah, yeah, you know, I think um Last show, I had not watched them, so I did, did try to watch the Miami game, and and uh, 
you know, they 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 really are a little more um they're deeper and you know their starting five is really solid, you know, one through five. I mean, you got to guard yeah. everybody. And um, I think they're getting about 30 points a game um from the bench. We're getting about 19. So, you know, they're a they're a solid, I think, deep team. Uh and and so, you know, I I, I think um you know, when I when I first was thinking about the game, I was thinking more PJ Hall and Gerard, and if we could focus on them and shut them down, you know, we'd have a really good chance. But um, they they have more depth than than I anticipated, so they're a tough matchup. And that Shefflin kid that um, Shawan mentioned, uh, you know, they they're, they're sort of more a traditional four or five, you know, and both of those guys, PJ Hall and Shefflin, go to the boards hard, um, and so you know. We showed up on the boards against Pittsburgh. We're going to have to do that again. Um, and against those two guys, it's going to be a chore. So, you know, we're going to have yeah. to gain rebound. Ingram's going to have to focus on the boards like he did against Pittsburgh or Shefflin's going to, you know, get 10, 15 boards and, you know, eight, eight putbacks. So, you know, but, but at the same time, I think if Ingram can take Shefflin out and get him on the perimeter, he needs to shoot well, you know, like he was at the early, earlier in the year and kind of force him away from the basket. I think that's going to be interesting. I didn't appreciate how good of a shooter PJ Hall is from the perimeter. I mean, he's very confident from three and Baycott, I think is less comfortable guarding out there. So I think that's going to be interesting to see if Baycott can, can, yeah, not, not only guard him down low, but also, um, you know, is he getting open looks from three and does he, does he knock those down? Um, And of course you can't let Gerard get going. I mean, I feel like he's one of those guys that you just, whoever's guarding him can't switch off. Like you have to, stay attached to him. You got to pick him up early because he'll pull it from deep. And then once he gets going, you know, that's, that's tough. Um, so I, I don't know. They're, they're, they're a strong team. I mean, even though they lost against Miami, I was, I was impressed with um, their quality sort of one through one through five and their depth. Yeah. I mean, Shawan said it best. Like it's really hard to win in college basketball, you know, and, and they were on the road. They were at Miami. They're home now. They're coming off a loss. Uh, not that they wouldn't have prepared, but it's different. It just is. And anyone that has played a high level college basketball, and I'm not including myself in that, but you know, I, I did play for uh, a guy that like was played for Bobby Knight, head assistant for Indiana for 16 years. Like we watched an ungodly amount of tape coming off a loss, no matter where you're at in college basketball, if that team is going to be remotely successful, you get in, you, you break down tape. And after a loss, you break down a lot of tape. So they're going to be prepared. They're going to come and they're going to get their – we're going to get their best shot. Uh, we get everyone's best shot. But coming off a loss, uh, I think in – you know, last time I looked, Clemson was 16th in the country. They're a legit – they've legitimized themselves. They are a legit contender to win the ACC. A lot of experts are picking them. They know they cannot lose at home to Carolina because then, you know, that puts them behind the eight ball to climb the ladder to get back in, in the mix for the title. Uh, I just think it's going to be very, very challenging. I watched a couple of their games. One of them that stood out, I watched every play of the the Alabama game, the ACC-SEC Challenge. They won at Alabama. Gerard and P.J. Hall hit massive shots in that. So I think as far as Clemson goes, they have really good leadership. I think they're really well coached. And the one thing that I'm concerned about for us is if it gets out of hand early. Like yeah. how, do our guys, how do our guys respond on the road to climb it back in it because we haven't played 
Shawan said we're kind of we're old, but we're kind of young because we haven't we don't have a ton of games underneath our belt. And then also we do have a 17-year-old point starting point guard that should be a senior in high school. So you're in a volatile environment. If it gets out of hand early, I just don't know if we have the experience to calm ourselves and chip away at a lead and climb back into it. I think we got to keep it close from tip to tip and steal it in the last five minutes. That that That's honestly, if I was a betting man and I was hoping that we, we come away with a win, I think that's how it would happen. Yeah. Yeah. That, that makes sense to me. I, I yeah, it's going to be interesting, interesting to see if we can stack up some intense games back to back. I feel like this team in the last couple of years has had trouble with consistent effort, consistent intensity, you know, playing to that standard that I know Hubert always references uh, all the time. And so I think we're going to learn a lot, right? You know, you, it'd be easy to say, oh, we stole one on the road against Pittsburgh. Uh, you know, we don't necessarily have to get this one. And so, you know, don't come out with the same level of fire that you, that we're going to need to do to win the game. Um, so I, I'm, that's what I'm curious to see is can this team do it every game, you know, and, 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 um, or is there some sort of drop off here? But, you know, yeah. our schedule's been, been crazy. I mean, I mean, after Saturday, we will have played, I looked it up, the 5th, 6th, 17th, 24th, 26th, and 27th team ranked in Ken Palm in our first 14 games. Yeah. So, I mean, this team's tested. I mean, we're probably as tested as any team in the country. So, I mean, I think that gives us, you know, a good a good shot and we'll be prepared. But I, I just want to see us be able to nine in and nine out play at that same level. And and, uh, and hopefully they'll show us that. Yeah, the only thing that I that I kind of fall back on to maybe give you a little bit of ease in some of those worries or concerns is I don't underestimate the the bad taste or the sting of missing the NCAA tournament had after being ranked number one in the country last year. So, like, I don't think we're too far removed where that doesn't play a factor in, like, hey, guys, uh, yeah, we won at Pitt, great. But, you know, not that it's embarrassing. Uh, you know, it's hard to win in college basketball. But when you're a kid, like I was a kid, I remember getting rolled by West Virginia by like 35, maybe even 40. Uh, one game and six, seven games later, still thinking about like how embarrassing that was and like how we cannot allow someone to do that to us again. And I, I, I just, I don't know, missing the NCAA tournament being the first team ever to do that after being ranked preseason number one. I don't think they take not one game for granted this year. You know, I loved, and again, I'm, I'm not someone that talked a lot of trash. I, I kind of talked to my own team. If someone talked to me, obviously I'm human. I would, you know, I'd, I'd say some stuff too, but uh, I loved when they came out and said, we're coming for everybody. Like, we, uh, we're we not going to allow what happened to us last year to happen again. And I felt like that was, okay, there's an emphasis on every day in practice, on every rep in practice, on every road trip, on every game. I, I just feel like last year's impact on the upper echelon of leadership, and it starts with Hubert Davis, is going to play a factor in never being like resting on our laurels. They played consistently well all season. I mean, maybe with the exception of the Kentucky game. And so that seems to be playing out. I think RJ's leadership and his consistent play 
is helping a ton. So yeah, I, I, I it gives me a lot of hope. I, I hope, hope hopefully we'll see it again on Saturday. Yeah. Win or lose, you know, even if we lose the game, yeah. I just want to see the same level of um, intensity that we had against against Pitt. Yeah, uh, agreed. 9 a.m. for me, so uh, I'll I'll text you before. I'll be up. I'm gonna get. Uh, I'm gonna try to run a few miles. I, I'm not gonna be able to sleep. I'm gonna be excited about the game, uh, and then you and I can discuss <laughs> when uh, when we'll do our next episode. But until then, man, go heels. Love you, brother. Good. Thanks for being here. And uh, how cool was it to have a you know a Clemson Tiger come on here and, and talk about that rivalry? Yeah, yeah, great guy. Awesome. All right, you're the man. We'll talk soon. Uh, don't go anywhere. Just hang on for one second. Go Heels. <laughs>